Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Today is August 9th, 2022, and our first story. The big news, of course, Donald Trump's home was raided by the FBI. But an interesting development, the judge who signed off on the warrant is linked to Jeffrey Epstein. This is getting really, really strange. So we'll cover this story and we'll also talk about Hillary Clinton fundraising off of the fact that what she did was substantially worse than what Trump was accused of, yet for some reason, no criminal justice there. If you like the show, give us a good review. Leave the show five stars. Share it with your friends. Now, let's get into that first story. The judge who signed off on the sealed search warrant of Mar-a-Lago is now being reported to have links to Jeffrey Epstein and boy, Does this get interesting? Uh, So many questions, so many questions. What does it all mean? I can already hear the mainstream media saying conspiracy theory alert. But there is something interesting here. This judge apparently was a lawyer who switched sides, started to aid Epstein, and many people questioned why he did it. But we can take a look at the actual stories going back to discuss what happened and why. Now, I can tell you about this judge, his links to Jeffrey Epstein. And that's about it. I don't know what else it means. I will say before we go uh, forward, I don't believe in grandiose conspiracy theories. I really don't. I don't think there is an international cabal that controls everything. I think there are international cabals that control things, but that's not a conspiracy theory. That's like international organizations that work with each other on policy and often behind the scenes in ways that we would find to be amoral and ethical, which is to say conspiracies literally exist. So I'll put it this way. There likely are very powerful entities and interests that exist throughout the world that work together for some means, sometimes nefarious. I don't believe, it's what I'm trying to get to, I don't think that there is one cabal controlling the world or anything like that. I don't think anyone's in control. I really don't. You know, I wonder why it is a show like mine can exist. I wonder why it is that uh, other prominent individuals can call out stories like this. And it's because there's a battle for control. Powerful elites are fighting for power all day, every day. But that's about it. To varying degrees, there is a conflict between special interests and powerful interests trying, trying to gain control of things. And that that is to say, these grandiose conspiracy theories, I don't believe in them. I do think, however, something 
needs to be investigated. I do think we know about the likes of Jeffrey Epstein and other world leaders who were palling around with him and what may have been a large blackmail operation being busted. We don't know. We don't. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think there is something nefarious here with the Epstein stuff. I think it's fairly obvious considering the revelations over the past several years and plus decade or so longer things Alex Jones had been calling out. I'm just trying to say I don't think they're as powerful as you think they are. But I think something, something is here. Now, while all this is going on, we do have Donald Trump's response to the FBI raid signaling what appears to be a run in 2024. He says the best is yet to come. Talking about this country being in danger and uh, dissolving or or, uh, we'll we'll get the exact terminology from his video. But we have hordes of Trump supporters, they say, coming out tomorrow, I'm going to support him. We have even Andrew Cuomo calling out the raid and George Conway, of all people, saying they've crossed the Rubicon. Yo, dark days indeed, Donald Trump. As he said, dark days for our country. We have another story about Mark Milley, Joint Chiefs of Staff under Trump. Apparently, he he wrote up a resignation letter and then never submitted it. The reason I think this is relevant to this, uh, this segment is that we can see at the highest levels of government, the culture war has fractured this country and something insane and unthinkable is currently happening. How many of you had Epstein linked judge approves raid on Trump's house on your 2022 bingo cards? This one's getting interesting. Let's read the news. But before we do, head over to TimCast.com and become a member to support our work, and you will get access to exclusive members-only segments of the TimCast IRL podcast. Last night, we had Larry Elderon talking about the life sentence of those convicted of killing Ahmed Arbery. Among other conversations with Larry Elder, I think it's very interesting. We had him on TimCast IRL last night. You will also get access to our other shows like Tales from the Inverted World, Inverted World and soon Cast Castle, which will be a longer weekly show, which will be behind the scenes as well as comedy launching potentially today. We got to see. We want to make sure we do it right. But don't forget to smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. Let's read this story and dive into the Epstein linked judge who signed off on the warrant against Trump. The New York Post reports judge who approved FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago once linked to Jeffrey Epstein. I'm going to read this for you and then we'll dive a little deeper and take a look at what the Miami Herald had to say. The Florida federal magistrate judge who signed off on a search warrant authorizing the FBI raid of former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort left the local U.S. attorney's office more than a decade ago to represent employees of Jeffrey Epstein, who had received immunity in the long running trafficking investigation of the financier. Financier. Sources. Sources tell the Post that Judge Bruce Reinhardt approved the warrant that enabled federal agents to converge on the palatial South Florida estate on Monday in what Trump called an unannounced raid on my home. Reinhardt was elevated to magistrate judge in March 2018 after 10 years in private practice. That November, the Miami Herald reported that he had represented several of Epstein's employees, including, by Reinhardt's own admission to the outlet, Epstein's pilots. Okay. His scheduler, Sarah Kellen and Nadia Marcinikova, Marcinkova, who Epstein once repeatedly described as his Yugoslavian sex slave. Kellen and Marcinkova were among Epstein's lieutenants 
who were granted immunity as part of a controversial 2007 deal with federal prosecutors that allowed the that allowed Epstein to plead guilty to state charges rather than federal crimes. Epstein wound up serving just 13 months in county jail and was granted work release. According to the outlet, Reinhardt resigned from the South Florida U.S. Attorney's Office effective on New Year's Day 2008 and went to work for Epstein's cohorts the following day. Epstein, who was found dead in August 2019 of an apparent suicide in the Manhattan Correctional Center while awaiting trial on federal trafficking charges, had hired a stable of high-powered lawyers, including former independent counsel Kenneth Starr. Reinhardt was was later named in a civil lawsuit that accused him of violating Justice Department policies by switching sides in the middle of the Epstein investigation, suggesting he had used inside information about the probe to build favor with the notorious defendant, the Herald reported in 2018. In a 2011 affidavit, Reinhardt denied he had done anything improper and insisted that since he was not involved in the federal investigation of Epstein, he was not privy to inside information about the case. However, in a 2013 court filing, Reinhardt's former colleagues contradicted him, saying that he had learned confidential, non-public information about the Epstein matter. Reinhardt noted to the Herald in response that a complaint filed against him by a lawyer for Epstein's victims had been dismissed by the Justice Department. In his 12 years as a federal prosecutor, according to his official biography, Reinhardt managed a docket that covered the full spectrum of federal crimes, including narcotics, violent crimes, public corruption, financial frauds, child, let's just say horrifying imagery, and immigration. Reinhardt is one of three federal magistrate judges in the West Palm Beach offices of the U.S. District Court of the Southern District Court of Florida, along with William Matthewman and Ryan McCabe. Two recent warrant applications were signed, assigned to Reinhardt and entered into the court system on Monday, the Miami Herald reported. But those warrants and information about who they targeted remain sealed. Records show another warrant was issued by Reinhardt on Friday, but its contents were also sealed. Trump confirmed media reports of a raid at his Florida resort on Monday evening, saying Mar-a-Lago was under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. The agents were reportedly searching the seaside property for boxes of classified documents Trump allegedly brought to the Ritzy Resort after he left the White House in 2021, which would be a violation of federal record keeping laws. The removal of classified documents to unauthorized locations is banned under federal law, although Trump had wide powers when he was president to declassify documents. I wonder. Now, conspiracies. Interesting. What could Trump have taken from classified documents that he wanted to retain? Let's play a game of hypotheticals. Could Donald Trump have seen classified documents related to Epstein and potential government involvement or malfeasance? Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S.? With more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S., they have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. 
This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code POOL at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code POOL at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code POOL. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Could Donald Trump have wanted to have leverage as he left the White House? Perhaps Donald Trump took these records knowing that they would try to come after him. I'm not saying I have any evidence to suggest this. I just think it's interesting that Trump would take boxes of classified documents, but not declassify those documents. That sounds to me like uh, leverage or Let's calm down a little bit. It's entirely possible that Trump had a bunch of boxes and that one of his assistants or aides grabbed a bunch of boxes and Trump didn't really know or care what was going on. How deep down the rabbit hole do you want to look and how far do you want to speculate? I don't know. But if Donald Trump did take these documents as leverage, then an Epstein linked judge may want to figure out what leverage Donald Trump did take. Oh, crazy days indeed. It's all speculative. I don't know. Look, it could be really simple. This guy's just a judge. His past may be totally irrelevant. This could be Democrats wanting to go after Trump, or it could literally just be that Donald Trump has classified documents. They haven't charged him with a crime. Far be it from me to speculate definitively. I can tell you what may be interesting. Now, what's true? This judge, Epstein linked, but it's a little bit darker than just saying linked. Courtlistener.com. This is what's going around. August 5th, sealed magistrate matter. Search warrant issued on 8-5-2022. But we don't know. We don't know. Some people are suggesting this could be the warrant on Donald Trump. We don't know. Assigned to Bruce E. Reinhardt. This is what the New York Post mentioned. Jumping over to Twitter. Comfortably smug says, wait, what the? This Bruce Reinhardt? Here's the story from the Miami Herald. On October 23rd, 2007, as federal prosecutors in South Florida were in the midst of tense negotiations to finalize a plea deal with accused trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, a senior prosecutor in the office was quietly laying out plans to leave the U.S. attorney's office after 11 years. On that date, as emails were flying between Epstein's lawyers and federal prosecutors, Bruce E. Reinhardt, now a federal magistrate, opened a, I don't know what word that is, limited liability company, that's what it looks like limited liability company in Florida that established what would become his new criminal defense practice. The stated address, according to Florida State Corporate Records, 250 South Australian Avenue, Suite 1400. It was the same location and identical suite number as that of Epstein's lead attorney, Jack Goldberger. Cue the dun 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 mystery. Hmm, interesting. They carry on. By the end of the year, Reinhardt had resigned his post in the Southern District of Florida. Within days on January 2nd, 2008, he was hired to represent several of Epstein's accused accomplices who would later, like Epstein, receive federal immunity for allegedly trafficking under underage girls. Reinhardt's defection was one of many highly unusual turns that the Epstein case took 12 years ago. Moves that could merit examination as the multimillionaire's controversial non-prosecution agreement is dissected 
in the wake of his arrest last week on trafficking charges. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. I don't know what to say, man. We don't know. And I'm always very careful when it comes to conspiracy theories. So I will stress again, as I said in the opening, uh, uh, um, the intro to the segment, I don't think any one group controls anything. I think conspiracies are real. How do you investigate and uncover them? I don't know. But any good journalist should be a conspiracy theorist. No, seriously. If you're going to try and dig up corporate or political malfeasance, you must assume there is something there. A conspiracy theory, as it were. It's funny because conspiracy theory becomes a catch-all for just out-of-the-ordinary circumstance. You know what I mean? Like people say flat earth is a conspiracy theory. Sort of, but not really. It's just people believing weird things. I guess the conspiracy theory of it is that the government is secretly trying to convince people that the world is really round or something. Okay, the world is round, guys. Sorry. That's just, you can do the tests yourself. It's actually kind of funny. But anyway, I digress. When you have powerful, prominent interests... And you see, like, a prosecutor resign and then go work to defend Epstein. Mm. That just rings of a conspiracy. Like, behind the scenes, an arrangement had been made. It doesn't mean that they rule the world or lizard people are everywhere. It just means that people with power use power. And that's the name of the game. So take it out with a grain of salt. But this is important. Because I really do wonder. If Donald Trump did intentionally take boxes of classified documents, I wonder what those documents pertain to and why. Perhaps it's simple to look at this from the lens of the Hillary Clinton story and say Donald Trump just had records and you can't do that. But maybe if we want to speculate, what if Trump was digging up leverage? What if this is them discovering what Trump has? I'd like to think there's some grand plot. I really would. But I just... I just don't know. I know all these people were like, you know, Donald Trump's going to be appointed on March 3rd or whatever. And they said all these crazy things. It just never happened. The reality that life is much is much, much more boring is a reality that many people don't want to admit to. The reality is, yo, it was probably some low level dude who just carried boxes out and didn't know what they were. And Trump didn't know. That's it. The reality is much more boring than we'd like to admit. But what's happening with Donald Trump is, well, it's not so boring. And as much as we can say maybe life is more boring than we want to admit, when you look at the circumstances a president's private residence being raided, we can certainly say we are outside of normalcy at this point and normalcy bias should go out the window. We want to believe that the simple solution tends to be correct, but the president's home just got raided by the feds. So who knows? Now, many people are speaking up. Ron DeSantis said the raid of Mar-a-Lago is another escalation in the weaponization of federal agencies against the regime's political opponents, while people like Hunter Biden get treated with kid gloves. Now the regime is getting another 87,000 IRS agents to wield against its adversaries. Banana Republic. Yeah. And guess what else? Andrew Cuomo, of all people, has come out defending Donald Trump. Now that's surprising. Sort of. I mean, I'll put it this way. Andrew Cuomo was run across the coals, so I can kind of imagine him being like, wait, are we investigating politicians now? This is a bad thing. Daily Caller reports. Former Democratic New York Governor Andrew Cuomo called for the DOJ to quickly justify the FBI raid on former President Trump, Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence, 
to avoid the perception that it was politically motivated and tainting investigations into January 6th, saying DOJ must immediately explain the reason for its raid. And it must be more than a search for inconsequential archives, or it will be viewed as a political tactic and undermine any future credible investigations and legitimacy of January 6 investigations. Here's what I'd like to believe. I'd like to believe that Donald Trump is up against a bureaucratic state and the criminal elements associated with Epstein. Epstein, of course, was Epstein. That's what they call it. And um, there are still accomplices and associates out there. I'd like to believe that Donald Trump is on this secret mission where he's like, we got to get rid of these these cabals and these conspiracies and all that stuff. And this is part of that war. I just don't. I don't know. I don't I don't like show me evidence. Show me a reason to believe it. And it's like it's like a maybe like maybe Donald Trump bumbled into it like he did with the Ukraine gate stuff. Trump's son, Eric, claimed Monday the raid was done over documents the former president took to Mar-a-Lago from the White House. Did he actually take them? says, uh, according to Eric Trump, uh, Eric, or is this what is being alleged? Trump releases campaign style video after raid, as Laura says, Dems terrified of 24 run. The president has responded. What we're seeing here signals something absolutely insane. I mean, national divorce, civil war, call it whatever you want. When news comes out that the judge who signed off on this had worked for Epstein in suspicious circumstances. People are, are, are going to start losing it because the Democrats crossed the Rubicon. Let me let me let me show you this. CNN, they crossed the Rubicon. Conway reacts to FBI search of Trump's home. George Conway is not a Trump supporter. He hates the man. And even he said they've crossed the Rubicon. That's where we are. I... Look, whatever you believe about the Epstein stuff, about a cabal or conspiracy or anything like that, there are people who believe it. It's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you think is true. There is truth. There is objective reality. But you look at BLM and Antifa on the far left, and they operate based solely on power. The fascistic tenet. There, there is no truth but power. That's what they believe. Many people on the right aren't going to care. They're going to say, I've seen enough. Trump has issued a statement. During an appearance on Fox News, Laura Trump claimed that Monday's, hour, uh, Monday's hour-long FBI action was about weaponizing the justice system. They detest Donald Trump, not just the Democrat side, but the general establishment, because he's not one of them, because he doesn't play their game. I wonder, I wonder, I want to speculate some more. It is widely believed, though I'm not sure how true, that Jeffrey Epstein had blackmail on many world leaders, which could explain his immunity and protection until Donald Trump, right? Right. Many people point out that uh, Donald Trump was seen with Epstein and things like that. But Donald Trump also heavily disparaged Epstein. I don't know. It's entirely possible Trump is just another global elite, whatever, fine. But maybe if we speculate, the reason they don't like Trump is because they don't have anything on him. And they didn't. And that's why they struggled to control him. They tried Russiagate. It didn't work. They tried Ukraine. Ukraine gate. It didn't work. They impeached him twice. It just didn't work. Now they're going for more. Could it be? That with Epstein, he was running a blackmail operation and they had evidence. 
They had incriminating compromat on many world leaders, but not Trump. That's apparently the game that Epstein was playing. You bring these people out flying. Oh, look, I got a private plane. We're going to fly to the island. You're going to love it. Then some beautiful young woman wants to party with you. And you're like, yeah. And then you wink, wink, party. And the next day you're like, that was great. And they say, she's underage. And here's the video. And you go, "Uh oh, sounds like it, right? Why was he trafficking in underage girls? Well, the dude clearly was a psychotic, disgusting monster, but probably using them for blackmail, if that is the case. I don't know for sure. But Trump said the U.S. has become a failing nation as he released a video saying the best is yet to come, signaling what may be a 2024 run. Now, I think everybody agrees Trump is going to be running. We'll see what they try to do to stop him. We'll see what all of this turns into. Trump supporters are here for him. Horde of angry Trump supporters descend on Mar-a-Lago in the hours following shock FBI raid. MAGA crowd questions agency's motives and blasts double standard in reporting on Hunter Biden and Nancy Pelosi. Here we are as a nation, my friends, when George Conway says they crossed the Rubicon. One thing I mentioned earlier in a segment is the point at which you flee a country when it's breaking down. I don't know what that means for you or anybody, but I can tell you, we look to the survivors of major crises and catastrophes. And maybe they did the right thing because they're alive. Maybe they didn't. Maybe the people who stood up against certain ideas, maybe if they remained, those things would not have happened. To put it this way, if you have 100 people in an area, 20 of them have become violent extremists and are advocating for extremism. 20 of them then flee. You have much less to hold back the tide. But maybe if those 20 stayed, you would just have 80% refusing but I don't know. Maybe there's no answer. I take a look at what's happening now. We have the story from the Post Millennial. Millie, triggered by Trump Black Lives Matter riot crackdown, wrote emotional resignation letter. The reason I highlight this in the context of these stories is it shows you to the highest level of government, the culture war has permeated. And even Millie has Trump derangement syndrome and leftist derangement. He's in the cult. Bradley P. Moss on Twitter. This is the resignation text Millie wrote, but never submitted to Trump. Wow. Interesting. The New Yorker reported. He says, I regret to inform you that I intend to resign as your chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Thank you for the honor of appointing me as senior ranking officer. The events of the last couple of weeks have caused me to cause me to do deep soul searching, and I can no longer faithfully support and execute your orders as chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. It is my belief that you were doing great and irreparable harm to my country. I believe that you have made a concerted effort over time to politicize the United States military. I thought I could change that. I've come to the realization that I cannot and I need to step aside and let someone else try to do that. Second, you're using the military to create fear in the minds of the people. And we are trying to protect the American people. I can't stand idly by and participate in that attack verbally or otherwise on the American people. The American people trust their military and they trust us to protect them against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And our military will do just that. We will not turn our back on the American people. Third, I swore an oath to the Constitution of the United States and embodied within the Constitution is the idea that says that all men are created equal. All men and women are created equal, no matter who you are, whether you are white or black, Asian, Indian, no matter the color of your skin, no matter if you're gay, straight or something in between. 
It doesn't matter if you're Catholic, Protestant, Muslim, Jew, or choose not to believe. None of that matters. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. It doesn't matter what country you came from, what your last name is. What matters is we're Americans. We're all Americans. That under these colors of red, white, and blue, the colors that my parents fought for in World War II, mean something around the world. It's obvious to me that you don't think of those colors the same way I do. It's obvious to me that you don't hold those values dear in the cause that I serve. I'm going to pause right there. I don't need to, need, to, need to read the rest of this for you to get the point. He goes on to mention that the great, great generation and yada, 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 fighting Nazism and extremism. The summer of love. Black Lives Matter ransacked this country. It is estimated that between 26 and 32 or so people were killed in these riots. But Millie is in a cult. He's lost his mind. We can see it plain as day. For those of us that read the news and know the truth, we know this worldview he's espoused makes no sense. Donald Trump is America first. Donald Trump did not call on the military to shut down the riots. Many think he should have, but he didn't. Donald Trump was actually fairly moderate, according to Vox.com. This shows that at the highest levels, the cult has permeated. The fracturing is here. That was our chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Something dangerous and dark has come to this country, and it's reached a level. I don't know. It re- it's, it's reached the apex. Seeing that, that story about a judge and how he worked with Epstein, very, very interesting. At the same time, you can take a look where we are. Biden heavily coughs multiple times just four days after finally testing negative. President struggles through chip spill speech. And did he forget shaking hands with Schumer? Here's the video. Let me, let me get to the video here. Chuck Schumer is uh, speaking at the podium. Let me, I think here we have right here. He turns around, shakes Joe Biden's hand, shakes everyone else's hands, and then Joe Biden raises his hand again to shake Chuck Schumer's hand. Maybe forgetting that he already shook the hand of Chuck Schumer. For the fourth turning to be correct, there must be something happening this year or next, as I mentioned in a previous segment. I know, I know. So I really do wonder. I'd like to believe that there is something more significant happening than what we see on the surface. You just need evidence, though. I'd like to believe that Donald Trump, during his presidency, garnered leverage against elements of the bureaucratic state and those who would seek to pull off things like this. And maybe this is a part of the political civil war that we've been seeing. We know they've been trying to go after Trump. They're getting his tax returns. They're getting documents from his company in New York, I believe in New York. Now they're raiding his home. They're not going to stop. Did Donald Trump think they would? It's interesting. I have to wonder if Donald Trump had the foresight to collect evidence against what these people do. However, removing confidential documents in any capacity would be a crime. But we shall see. It's reported that they recovered documents from Trump's house. Did Trump make copies? 
Maybe he didn't. Maybe he did. How would they know if he did or didn't? I don't know, man. But I think I, I think as much as we want to believe that Trump is a mastermind playing 4D chess, the reality is he's just a guy who can't be controlled. I don't think Trump is the smartest guy in the world. I think he's clever. I think he has a bit of strategy behind him, but I think he's naive and he makes mistakes. That's the reality. Even at, uh, you know, what is, what is Trump, 76? There's a certain point. It's, you're, you're never going to be perfect. I don't know if the judge having anything to do with Epstein has anything to do with anything. It's a lot of people just pointing it out and saying something strange is happening here. Maybe. I mean, it was under Trump that we finally saw Epstein brought to justice. However, it was under Trump that Epstein ceased to be alive. We'll put it that way. Many people on the left argued that it was actually Bill Barr who had a hand in what happened to Epstein. Maybe. And Trump put him there. So could it be that Trump is actually the baddie and that it was all part of his plan? And maybe, though, no, that makes no sense. Or could this be a political elite civil war? That Donald Trump is not an outlier. That he's not simply just a, 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 an outsider with, with wealth and means. But maybe all of these individuals at the highest level were once a part of the global elite and they fractured for some reason. Perhaps it's the culture war. Maybe wokeness finally, finally permeated the billionaire class, causing a split. And now they're in conflict. I don't know. I don't know, my friends. I don't. But I'm curious your thoughts. You can comment below. We're moving into something well beyond dark days. Our president is sick and coughing, struggling to do his job, seemingly clueless about what's happening around him, forgetting to shake hands and shaking hands with air. What's he doing when he raises his hand like that all the time? I don't know. But then I have to wonder if Joe Biden is even the president. Newsweek, or I should say, is uh, he is the president. What I mean to say, if he's even the one guiding the office, like, is he being puppeted by his advisors? Is he just doing what he's told to do? Because we know that he said that before. He said, they will get mad at me if I do X. Newsweek says, did Biden know about FBI search at Trump's Mar-a-Lago? What we know. Well, what we know is that many are saying Biden didn't know that he that the White House only found out through social media because the DOJ is independent. But many on the right just don't believe that. I mean, why would they? Why? Why would you believe they didn't know? Well, I got to be fair. The reason I think Biden didn't know is because Biden forgets everything. And there's a lot of things he doesn't know. And maybe this is just the DOJ, the bureaucratic state operating as it does, seemingly independent of the rule of law. Ron Paul is a famous is a meme going around where he said, it seems like the FBI is just was just made to spy on those who disapproved of their agenda. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what the FBI is, because I can tell you this. I've had conversations with uh, lawyers, prosecutors and agents, and for some reason, they just don't really care about in, uh, about national crime unless it negatively impacts them and their political agenda. Yeah. I can't say too much, but I'll, but I'll leave it at that. Many of you know we're dealing with security issues here at the TimCast studios, but it makes you wonder. Next segment is coming up at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash TimCastIRL. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all then. I think last night was it. The FBI raided Donald Trump's house. 
confirmed across the board by multiple sources now. And apparently it's over a document investigation. The Democrats are basically explaining what their goal is here, and it's to get charges against Trump that would result in him being unable to hold office. This is the viral post that's going around, and many of you may be familiar with it because when Hillary Clinton destroyed those some 30,000 emails in violation of the law, many people said, doesn't this disqualify her from holding office? The Democrats didn't care. The DOJ didn't care. There was no accountability. Donald Trump may have some classified document held over from when he was president, and for this, they've raided his home. Banana Republic is trending, and so is national divorce, and I think I think that was the moment. Last night, I think that was it. There's the crossing of the Rubicon when you have gone so far, it's done. In terms of the culture war, I've talked about falling off the precipice. I've said in in 2018, I was like, we're standing on the edge of the precipice and we may go over. And then so much happened. I'm like, we flew off the edge. But in terms of civil war, this is a day that will go down in history. And depending on how this plays out, it can be thought of as one of two ways. Right now, Democrats are saying the fact that Donald, uh, they they said, what's the the viral meme? Um, Donald Trump's home being raided by the FBI is a dangerous precedent that no one is above the law. That's what they're saying. In fact, anyone who actually pays attention to the news knows it shows quite the opposite. The raid on Donald Trump's home shows that Democrats are above the law. But you knew that already. I mean, we, we saw when Black Lives Matter ransacked basically the country in the summer of love. There was very little accountability. There was some accountability. Don't get me wrong. But Kamala Harris bailed some of these people out. You know it. When Joe Biden engaged in a quid pro quo with Ukraine, no accountability. In fact, Donald Trump was the one who was impeached for trying to go after him. This is clear. The law does not apply equally in this country. And this is where things get uh, dark and dangerous. I want to read for you the news. And I want to show you exactly what's going on. The Democrats have been trying to prosecute Trump to prevent him from holding office. That's a fact. I should say, in my expert opinion, I view it as a fact. Why? Well, you've got numerous stories. This from June 23rd. There is a better option to keep Trump out of office than prosecution. Really? What is this to imply? That's their plan. It was their plan. I read this story when it came out. I look, you know, I've been talking about civil war since 2018. And the way I explained it last night, we had Larry Elder on the show. He's absolutely fantastic. He's, he's brilliant. The way I described it, every day I wake up, I read the news. I read the news all day until about 3 or so p.m. when I wrap up my morning show exercise, eat, shower up after getting all sweaty, then start reading the news again to get ready for Timcast IRL. Wrap up that around 11 or so p.m., get to bed, wake up to do the whole thing all over again. I read probably hundreds of articles per day, just nonstop, all day, every day. I'm looking at a chessboard, and I can see all the pieces lined out in front of me. But there are many people, they don't do this. Even people in politics don't do this. They don't read the news all day, every day. I mean, if you're working in policy, you're not going to do that. And if you're a political commentator, you might be focused on issues that you consider important. I'm reading front pages often. I'm reading a a variety of posts across the political spectrum. 
And so to varying degrees, there are things that I can see that others can't. There are things that other people can see uh, that they, they can't see. I can see. So when I saw what was going on in 2018, civil war seemed inevitable because of all the pieces as they'd been lined up. And now you have it right here. This should be clear to anyone when the FBI raids the home of a former president. But even beyond this, Steve Bannon's arrest and prosecution, Peter Navarro being shackled his legs, apparently. Yeah, the Rubicon has been crossed. And this was the major moment. You know, the the arrest of Bannon and, and the investigation into former administration officials, that's that's them lining up on the on, on one side. This is them crossing over it. The point of no return, knowing that as soon as they do this. It, that, that's it, that the, the avalanche has begun. There's no there's no rectification. There's no turning back. Here's the updated details. CNN reports the FBI executed a search warrant Monday at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort in Palm Beach, Florida, as part of an investigation into the handling of presidential documents. They didn't do this for Hillary Clinton, who destroyed 30,000 plus emails. That's it. They say that may have been brought there. Three people familiar with the situation situation told CNN. The former president confirmed that FBI agents were at Mar-a-Lago and said they even broke into my safe. He was at Trump Tower in New York when the search warrant was executed in Florida. My beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. The extraordinary move to search the home of a former president raises the stakes for the Justice Department and comes as Trump's legal problems continue on multiple fronts. Trump is also expected in the coming months to announce that he will launch another bid for the White House in 2024. Incredible. What did they say of Trump? September 25th, 2019, Nemo. Trump prodded Ukraine leader to investigate Biden's. They claimed that Donald Trump was trying to dig up dirt on Joe Biden because he knew it was going to be his political rival. That's what they say. At the time, Donald Trump requested Ukraine look into Biden's business dealings. Joe Biden was not running for president and no one actually said he was going to. Maybe the only reason Biden ran was so they can protect the fact that um, he's engaged in illicit activities. They say the White House released a rough transcript of the two leaders phone call Wednesday, and it showed that Trump repeatedly prodded Zelensky to work with the U.S. attorney general and lawyer Rudy Giuliani to investigate Democratic political rival Joe Biden. Joe Biden wasn't running for president at the time. Why was he a political rival? Trump raised allegations without citing any evidence that the former vice president sought to interfere with the Ukrainian prosecutor in regard to his son, Hunter. What do you mean? There's a video of, of Joe Biden saying, if you don't fire the prosecutor, you don't get the money. The prosecutor who had been investigating Burisma, confirmed by Matt Taibbi. Yeah, that's it. Now we have this. CNN continues. The Justice Department has two known active investigation, active investigations connected to the former president, one on the effort to overturn the 2020 presidential election and January 6, 2021. The search began early Monday morning and law enforcement personnel appeared to be focused on the area of the club where Trump's offices and personal quarters are, according to a person familiar with the matter. The FBI's search included examining where documents were kept, according to another person familiar with the investigation, and boxes of items were taken following the National Archives recovering of White House records from Mar-a-Lago in recent months. The FBI on Monday had to verify that nothing was left behind. 
Trump's son, Eric, told Fox host Sean Hannity that the purpose of the raid from what they said was because the National Archives wanted to, you know, corroborate whether or not Donald Trump had any documents in his possession. Hillary Clinton did. Hillary Clinton had 32, was it 32,000? She destroyed them. They never raided her home. Christina Bob, Trump's attorney, said the FBI seized documents. President Trump and his legal team have been cooperative with FBI and DOJ officials every step of the way. The FBI did conduct an unannounced raid and seized paper. There was a communication between the FBI and U.S. Secret Service before the search warrant was executed Monday. A person familiar with the matter said, allowing the FBI to access the estate without any complications. There is only a small Secret Service footprint at Mar-a-Lago when Trump is not there. CNN has reached out to the FBI for comment. The Justice Department declined to comment to CNN. A White House official said it, 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 it was not notified about the search. President Joe Biden, a senior administration official, said was unaware of the search of Mar-a-Lago until after it was reported on the news. OK, let me show you what they're doing. Mark Elias, famous Democrat lawyer, says the media is missing the really, really big reason why the raid today is a potential blockbuster in American politics. Blockbuster? Civil war territory, my friends. National divorce. You can see it right here trending. He links to this image that says, whoever having the custody of any such record preceding map book document paper other willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same shall be fined in the title or in prison, not more than three years or both. And here's what he quoted, shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. When Hillary Clinton did it, they didn't go after her at all. But now they're trying to weaponize the same provision against Trump. They don't care. They don't care about what is just. They don't care what is practical. They care what is power. Donald Trump said Hillary Clinton would be in jail. And they screamed, this is the end. We can't have this. Oh, no. Now they're doing the exact same thing. Worse. Worse. National divorce is trending. Banana Republic is trending. The Rubicon has been crossed. There's no question about it. My, my friends, uh, I can only put it this way. Yeah, you got any emergency food? Normally, I do shout outs for the emergency food. Um, I'm not going to do the whole spiel for safeandreadymeals.com as I normally do. But there it is for those that are interested. Um, have you have you started to, to prepare? Because I'm not I'm, I'm done. I'm not holding. I'm not playing games. The, the FBI raid on Trump's house is the Rubicon being crossed. I do not see a path forward for this country that ends amicably for the for the disparate worldview, the worldviews that, that inhabit this country. That's it. That's it. That's it. Now, I don't know where we go from here. I don't. My fear is violence. It's not going to solve anything. It's going to be the thing that needs to be solved. And that's why we try to avoid it. Violence is the problem. It's, it's when violence occurs, we can't live properly. You can't grow your food. You can't eat. It's pure chaos. There's no real progress. There's no real family. It's just brother on brother bloodshed. That's what we need to figure out how to avoid. And I'm hoping it doesn't come to that. I actually am very much hoping that we have, we have reached fifth generational warfare where this has become politically ineffective. But I don't know. Because a move like this is when things just uh, the FBI has taken a stake 
and drove it straight through the heart of this country. The left will tell you that it was Donald Trump who did it. Now, you could argue the FBI did it when they investigated Hillary, but did not make moves against her or whatever the case may be. 32,000 destroyed records. That's, that's, we, we know that happened. We know that people working for Hillary smashed cell phones with hammers. Donald Trump may or may not have some document held over from his administration. They'll claim that we should investigate to find out if he did. Fine. I'll argue Hillary Clinton should have been investigated and prosecuted outright if that is the case. But either way, the fracture was forming some time ago in this nation. And this was them taking the hammer and shattering what was left of it. From here, national divorce seems inevitable. There's a couple ways things could go down, I suppose. Donald Trump might win in 2024. Maybe it'll be Ron DeSantis. I don't know. He might win in 2024 because this. They just made Trump a political martyr by doing this. And that's where it may go. I don't know. I don't know. If Trump does win, if the Republicans win in November, then you are going to see (sighs) investigations. Maybe if the Republicans actually you know, Kevin McCarthy said that they're going to investigate and go after everyone who did this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I will stress, there's no guarantee the Republicans win. If the Republicans don't win, man, here's what I think may end up happen, happening. Joe Biden, just uh, the Democrats in the Senate, just rammed through this reconciliation bill, climate and health care. Democrats are trying to try to codify abortion up to nine months. I think what we may see. You get a red state like Texas, maybe not necessarily Texas, but and maybe not even the full state, but you get a jurisdiction and they'll put up signs saying no federal authorities allowed. They'll bar them access. You'll get some random guys, militia, maybe blocking a highway. And they will say we are taking control of this road. Two guys is all it takes. Two. World War One started with one guy, Franz Ferdinand. One guy. It may come down to a handful of guys. And they just say, you know, it could be something like the Bundys. We are taking these roads. The feds might go in and it spirals out of control from there. The Bundy scenario happened, uh, you know, several years ago. The holding of, of this land was already worrisome. Already. So for people who say it's not going to happen, you're not going to get militia guys blocking roads. I just point, look at, look at what happened with the Bundys. That happened. Add in this mix. What happens if Donald Trump heads to, uh, you know, let's say he goes down to Mar-a-Lago now. What happens if Ron DeSantis goes after the FBI agents? I don't think he will, but I don't know what could happen at this point. Some people, someone asked me last night in IRL, what if, what if Ron DeSantis orders the arrest of the FBI agents who did this? What if Ron DeSantis bars the feds from operating? What if the local law enforcement stop cooperating with the feds and block them? Maybe not arrest the agents, but at the very least reject their authority. I mean, California has already rejected the authority of ICE. What happens then? 
when you have Gestapo trending, Banana Republic, national divorce. I don't know where anyone thinks this is going. Maybe what ends up happening is a possibility. Ron DeSantis becomes the favored candidate. He runs and he wins. And then people just don't think twice about Trump. They say, well, you know, that was a thing. I don't know, though. I don't I don't see that as being possible. I think this actually just made Trump the front runner, hands down, like beyond DeSantis. Obviously, he's already beating DeSantis in the polls substantially. But them trying to keep Trump from running, I think, will if they actually start removing Trump from the ballot in, in several states, which they may actually do. All that matters is the swing states, to be honest, but we may see some states like Pennsylvania or Ohio remove Trump from the ballot and cite this. No, no, we can't allow it. It's not allowed. What do you think people are going to do? I think it's going to be chaos. Removing it from the ballot would result, in my opinion, in a split vote, which would cause a Democrat victory. I don't I don't think this country can handle a victory from either side. If the Democrats win in 2024, the right, I think, is going to say no. And that's when you might get militias locking down roads and saying we are not complying anymore. I think what may be the bigger move, which people uh, haven't considered, is people stop filing taxes. And that's when it happens. People think about Fort Sumter. They think about bleeding Kansas and, and all that stuff. And that's a fair point. I talk about that quite a bit. But what people haven't really considered is the day that people lose faith in the federal government and they just say they're not paying taxes. Now, some people have talked about a tax strike. I'm not talking about a general tax strike. I'm talking about people in red states just no longer filing and transferring the money. The federal government will be unable to do anything. Aha, ladies and gentlemen, why is it then that the Democrats are trying to add 87,000 new IRS agents? Why are they buying hollow points? I think one thing they've considered that you all haven't is that what will precipitate a national divorce or collapse is people just saying, you know what? I'm not paying anymore. And then it's not about one guy who doesn't do it. It's about states. It's about several states where the, the, the populations just say, nope. That could be a few months away. If the fourth turning is to be correct, that every 80 years is a great conflict, it needs to happen this year. Maybe what happens is mid next year when the IRS just doesn't get any filings. That's a scary thought. I'm not a fan of the IRS, but you should pay your taxes and we should hope that this doesn't go where we think it's going. But I don't know what else to say, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like that's one of the big moves. And it is scary to even talk about. People have mentioned it in IRL several times. Like, what if people stopped paying taxes? And I'm like, I don't think it's a movement. I just think people stop doing it because of this. I think people say, look, I think people just take a look at the pull ropes, the, the, the garage pull rope where the FBI investigated it. They take a look at this and they're just going to stop paying. The IRS is going to go after people. They have armed agents. We've seen things like this play out before. That's the scary thought to me. That's that's the, that's one way it's precipitated. They lose the ability to finance. I don't know, man. All I know is looking at history. When you when you look at countries that fell into civil war, there are many people who died in Spanish Civil War, Russia, Nazi Germany, obviously, Weimar Germany. And people are often asked, uh, you know, when when did you leave or not so much you, but when did people start leaving and why did they stay? World War Two, of course, being a good example. Why is it that so many people stayed 
as things got bad, and it's because they just didn't think it was going to happen. They, did, they couldn't believe it. But many people fled very early on. I mean, famously, I believe Einstein. I could be wrong about that. They fled when they saw the demonization. They saw the government saying, this is the bad people. They've been doing that now in the U.S. with maggots. So they call Trump supporters. So it's the dehumanization. And we've seen the path towards fascism meme that went viral. These things are starting to happen. So we're at the point now when the former president and political rival, uh, the, the lead political rival of Joe Biden or whoever's running, they're trying to disqualify from office and prosecute. We are at that point where you ask yourself, is it safe to stay in this country? Right now, being in the flood, people can't tell. But I will stress it again. There were people who stayed in Weimar, Germany, uh, as the Nazis rose to power, thinking it won't happen. It can't happen. And then it did. And there were people who saw signs and left. There were people who left before Kristallnacht. And Kristallnacht, I'd imagine, would have been a major warning sign. I mean, think about it. When you have a political faction rising to power, and then one night they go around just smashing and destroying property, causing untold damage, people lose their lives. Could you imagine what people in Germany must have felt when they saw that happen? Many of those, the Jews, obviously, who are targeted, fled. Can you imagine living in a country where there is a, a period of great violence and rioting from a political faction that has risen to power, has started to gain dominance in major corporations, causing massive damages across the, across the country? People dying? Could you imagine something like that happening? I can. And I can also imagine people saying it can't happen here. Granted, Kristallnacht was, 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 was much more direct and targeted at a group of people. So I'm not trying to uh, compare that to, to anything that's occurring now in a sense. What I'm trying to point out is that there are moments where history does not repeat, but it rhymes. Some may argue it's not nearly as bad. Some may argue it was wider and it was worse. Some may say what happened in Spain or in Russia was... Um, different, but also signaled a great change was on, was, was on the way. In the United States, I think we've had many circumstances which should, should signal to you we've crossed the Rubicon. But of course, you ask the question, why wouldn't you leave? Well, many people would say, this is my country. I refuse. Many others would say, I can't afford to. Many others would say, we're going to win this one. I don't know what's going to happen. I can't see the future. I can only look to history and look for signs to try and learn from the past so it doesn't repeat itself. But history does not repeat. It rhymes. And it's certainly starting to rhyme today. National divorce. Okay. I want to point out a response to Mark Elias from Jason Willick. He says, nope, can't impose qualifications on holding the presidency by statute. The qualifications are set out in the Constitution. The search for one weird trick to banish Trump from politics will have to continue. And I will stress, it doesn't matter what Mark or Jason thinks. It matters what they're, what they're able to convince among 
their followers. Now, I don't know who Jason is supporting or opposing. He's a Washington Post columnist, so I'm not saying he's a Trump supporter. What matters is Mark Elias will convince enough Democrats that they are correct. When Donald Trump then ascends to office, they'll say, but this shouldn't be allowed. The same as we'd say of Hillary Clinton. And then you will get violence. I don't know. I, I, would, I would say that if there was going to be violence, it's coming from the left. Absolutely. And I think Donald Trump may win, considering how bad the economy is. And if he does, what do you think the left will do? I don't know, my friends. I just think the FBI raid on Donald Trump's house was it. I've been wrong about a lot. I can, uh, I, I can say this. Clearly, my reporting of the news has a strong tendency towards being correct. But my prediction of the future or what I think may happen is, well, it's happening faster than I thought. But I think I was right entirely about civil war coming. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. I'm sure by now most of you know Donald Trump's home in Florida, Mar-a-Lago, was raided by the FBI. This has to do with an investigation into whether or not Trump has taken classified documents to Mar-a-Lago and had them there. There are many on the left that are saying, good, Donald Trump should be investigated. The law should apply equally. Which brings me to Hillary Clinton, who was determined to have confidential and top secret and otherwise classified information on her home private server that people working for her destroyed phones with hammers. And after we did get a preliminary investigation looking into this, Comey said, well, you know, there was no intent to do anything illegal, so free to go. And that's the issue. Intent, I mean, that's determined by what's in your brain. So, of course, the concern here is a raid on Donald Trump's home shows they're willing to ascribe intent. They're not waiting for him to simply say, come on in. Here's what we got. Apparently, many on the left are reporting, or I should say Democrats, that they did find classified documents. We'll see. The news today, Hillary, well, the news today is the raid, but the news right now, Hillary Clinton is fundraising off of the fact that she did substantially worse than what Trump is accused of, and she knows she'll get away with it and that Democrats will give her money for it. There it is. Hillary Clinton tweeting, every quote, but her emails, hat or shirt sold, helps onward together partners defend democracy, build a progressive bench and fight for our values. Just saying. <clears throat> Remarkable. Hillary Clinton raising money off of, yeah, I did something substantially worse and got away with it. Maybe isn't the own she thinks it is. But I will say it shows to me, to each and every one of you, they will get away with it. They'll just get away with it. When you click the link, this is what you are greeted with. Onward together. But her emails hat, you can choose a $32 hat in black, charcoal or navy. And here's, I have no idea who this woman is. Here's Hillary Clinton. She's not really wearing the hat. It's just superimposed on her head or on the hat. I don't know, whatever. And then some model appears to actually be wearing the hat. I don't know. That's right. Hillary Clinton is fundraising off of doing something illegal and getting away with it. The Democrats have crossed the Rubicon. 
That's what I said in my first segment this morning. I tweeted out the raid on Donald Trump's home is the crossing of the Rubicon. I would like to bring you back in time, back in time to July 5th, 2016. From the FBI National Press Office, statement by FBI Director James B. Comey on the investigation of Secretary Hillary Clinton's use of a personal email system. Hmm. Well, the story is actually quite insane. Hillary Clinton had 30,000 emails, I believe a little bit more, on a server. Many of these emails, not the majority, but many were classified. Some were top secret. Hillary Clinton's staff apparently destroyed phones with hammers and purged the system using a software called BleachBit. Destruction of records intentionally is a crime. Hillary Clinton did that willfully. And they say, well, we didn't find any criminal intent. So, but is that really necessary? Criminal intent, right? Is it criminal intent if you uh, are loitering in a parking lot eating Taco Bell and the cops come and say you're under arrest for loitering? Can't do that. It's illegal. Were you intending to commit a crime or were you just sitting there eating Taco Bell? That's a reference to a Timcast IRL comment we got the other day. But let me let me show you this. I'd like to show you this story, this tweet from Mark Elias, Democrat lawyer that I mentioned in the first segment. The media is missing the really big reason why the raid is a potential blockbuster in American politics, pointing out that the concealment, removal or mutilation, uh, mutilation of records will result in you forfeiting your office and being disqualified from holding any office under the United States. National divorce, of course, is trending. We'll talk about that in greater detail maybe later today. But here's the, the statement from the FBI in 2016 that I think needs to be read again so you understand the fracturing of the system, the double standard, the evil, the duplicitousness. The FBI said, good morning. I'm here to give you an update on the FBI's investigation of Secretary Clinton's use of a personal email system during her time as Secretary of State. After a tremendous amount of work of the last year, the FBI is completing its investigation and referring the case to the Department of Justice for a prosecutive decision, which I would like to do today to t- is to tell you three things, what we did, what we found, and what we are recommending from the Department of Justice. Blah, blah, blah. Y'all know the story. They investigated Hillary Clinton. And they say, FBI investigators have also read all of the approximately 30,000 emails provided by Secretary Clinton to the State Department in December 2014, where an email was assessed as possibly containing classified information. The FBI referred the email to any U.S. government agency that was likely the owner of the information in the email. He goes on. From the group of 30,000 emails returned to the State Department, 110 emails in 52 chains have been determined by the owning agency to contain classified information at the time they were sent or received. Eight of those chains contained information that was top secret at the time they were sent. 36 chains contained secret information at the time, and eight contained confidential information, which is the lowest level of classification. Separate from those, about 2,000 additional emails were upclassified to make them confidential. The information in those had not been classified at the time they were sent. They're going to mention the FBI has also discovered several thousand work-related emails that were not in the group of 30,000 that were returned by Secretary Clinton to the state in 2014. We found those additional emails in a variety of ways. Some had been deleted over the years, and we found traces of them on devices that supported or were connected to the private email domain. Others were found by reviewing the archived government email accounts of people who had been government employees at the same time as Secretary Clinton. 
including high ranking officials at other agencies, people with whom a secretary of state might actually correspond. Now, I wonder in the six years since this happened, can you believe it? It's been six years. Crazy, right? I don't know. Maybe it's a 22 year old who's listening and they were 16 and they didn't know this happened. Maybe there is a young person who's planning on voting Democrat who did not know this happened. Yes, there are many prominent left personalities who were not paying attention to this when it happened. This is why it's important to highlight the Hillary Clinton, but her emails story. She is fundraising right now off of this. Let's uh, let's carry on and talk about the criminal culpability, potentially, in the finding. They want to mention that the lawyers doing the sorting for Secretary Clinton in 2014 did not individually read the content of all her emails, as we did for those available to us. Instead, they relied on header information and used search terms to try and find all work-related emails among the reportedly more than 60,000 total emails remaining on Clinton's personal system in 2014, blah, blah, blah. We have conducted, it in a, uh, we have conducted interviews and done technical examination, blah, blah, blah. Although, here we go. Although we did not find clear evidence that Secretary Clinton or her colleagues intended to violate laws governing the handling of classified information, there is evidence that they were extremely careless in their handling of very sensitive, highly classified information. For example, seven email chains concern matters that were classified at the top secret special access program level when they were sent and received. These chains involve Secretary Clinton both sending emails about those matters and receiving emails from others about the same matters. There is evidence to support a conclusion that any reasonable person in Secretary Clinton's position or in the position of those government employees with whom she was corresponding about the matters should have known that an unclassified system was no place for that conversation. Okay, none of these emails should have been on any kind of unclassified system. Let me let me give you a a scenario. Um, You come upon a house and there is a dead man, another man holding a gun. Do you simply say, well, upon looking at this, It's hard to know if the man intended to kill the other person. Maybe it was self-defense. Yeah, they don't do that. You say, put your hands on your head, drop the weapon, get on your knees, you're under arrest. They arrest the person, and then you have the affirmative defense of, was it self-defense? Depending on the circumstances. When they approach an individual who killed another individual, they may just cuff you and bring you to the station. Some circumstances, they release you right away. Some circumstances, the police will review security footage and be like, this is clearly self-defense. But in many such cases, typically, you will be arrested, you will be charged, and you can try and assert your innocence. Or at the very least, I mean, look, this is what's fascinating here. Let me show you the, the tweet from Mark Elias. It says, whoever having the custody of any such record, proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing, or other thing willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both. Hillary Clinton destroyed emails. They said, well, you know, you know, there's no evidence it was intentional. She just did the thing and willfully is said right there and unlawfully. How do you define either of those things? Willfully is is mind reading. So Hillary Clinton does this and they're like, why did you do it? And it's like, I'm not going to admit to doing it on purpose. Oh, rats. Now we can't prosecute you for having destroyed public records. Uh-huh. Whoever willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates or destroys or attempts to do so or with intent to do so takes and carries away any record, proceeding, map, book, paper, document or other thing 
filed or deposit with the clerk or any officer of the court of the United States or in any public office with any judicial public officer of the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned not more than three years or both. So let me stress this again. Whoever willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, or destroys, or attempts to do so, or with the intent to do so, takes and carries away any record. Is the argument that Hillary Clinton is allowed to get away with this because they could not prove willful? She instructed people to do a thing. They did the thing. Oh, but she wasn't intending to break the law. Okay. How will you then assert Trump did? What's the game? I'm seeing people like Matthew Iglesias, formerly of Vox, saying Trump's not been charged. Trump's not been arrested. They're just investigating. And we're supposed to trust that in this raid, they're going to go to Trump and they're going to say, we couldn't find any intent. Yeah, right. This is the game being played. Hillary Clinton's emails was probably hacked, experts say, according to the New York Times. Substantially worse than anything Trump's been accused of so far. Hillary Clinton's actions may have resulted in compromising classified information, but okay, fine. But her emails enjoy the money. This is where we're at. Bad legal takes highlighting Tim Wise. He says any maggot who advocates violence in response to Trump facing justice should be arrested now. Free speech does not give you the right to advocate violence. Arrest them, crush them, make their children functional orphans, end them. Okay. Shall we do the same to you, good sir? Sounds like you're calling for violence. From the state, nonetheless. This is where we are heading. Hillary Clinton did a thing. There was an investigation. It did hurt her. Is the argument now that they want recompense, that Donald Trump must face the same? Well, that was in an election year. Maybe the attempt here is to besmirch MAGA. Donald Trump and Trump supporters, well, I should say, I think Trump did, they've embraced ultra MAGA. Joe Biden said it was the ultra MAGA agenda. And many on the left were arguing that MAGA left a sour taste in people's mouths that moderates didn't want to vote for the MAGA agenda. Here's what may be happening. There's probably nothing here, in my opinion. Donald Trump hasn't been charged. Simply, they investigated his home. Many people on the left are tweeting, I don't know very many innocent people who have their homes raided because they don't believe in the Fifth Amendment or the Fourth, for that matter. So the idea here is Trump is, is presumed guilty by, by virtue of searching his house. That is the weaponization. And in my opinion, the goal there, so that moving into November, they can say Donald Trump is currently under criminal investigation. The FBI is raiding his home. Don't take his endorsement seriously. Trump supporters can't win. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And they'll advance. They've still got two years until the, the general presidential election, or I should say the presidential election. So I think this ultimately is the goal. 
They're trying to smear MAGA. But I don't know what comes of this. I really, really don't. Considering posts like this from Tim Wise, I think the reality is national divorce is a real possibility. I don't know, man. Dark days is a simply way to put it. Donald Trump called it that. The idea that there is equality in the actions between what Hillary Clinton did and what Trump is accused of. What they're now saying is, well, don't we need to investigate? I'm done playing that game. You take a look at Russiagate. Lies. You take a look at Ukraine Gate. Lies. Sorry. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. You're not going to fool me again. We're moving into the third round. This time they want Trump in prison. And it's not just this. Take a look at this story from NBC News. Trump real estate appraiser hands over thousands of documents to NY attorney general in civil probe. What's the breaking news up top? Trump tax returns must be given to Congress. Federal appeals court say in new ruling. What is going on? All at once. The state, the DOJ has been weaponized and they are pointing at Donald Trump. Intent to destroy him. Red flags, man, I'd say it's a red flag, but it's more like a very large 40 foot red flag with perhaps some yellow stars and a sickle and a hammer on it. I know I'm half kidding. Communists, communism, whatever you want to call it, it's authoritarianism. Nonetheless, so they're going to give Trump's tax returns to Congress. They're going to give thousands of documents. They are already did to the attorney general. They are doing everything in their power to crush Donald Trump. I wonder why. Could it be that recently news broke that Donald Trump was going to fire everyone? Yes, I think that's it. And I think these bureaucrats at the FBI are terrified. (laughs) He's going to take your jobs. Now, the left and the Democrats are arguing is that Trump wants to install loyalists. Kind of like how Hillary Clinton got investigated, even though they found that her people did these things. No one's held accountable. Russiagate lies for years, false impeachments. The system is as crooked as they come. You see, I think what you start to realize here is if the longest time and quite a long time now, nearly 100 years, there has been a bureaucratic state in control of this country, that the president has little power relative to the bureaucratic state that can't be fired. There is a bureaucratic state. We'll call it that. You see, they're not elected. They're appointed and you can't fire them. Donald Trump. Well, he tried to. And then, well, even before that, they were coming after him. They weren't accepting it. I think what's happening now is, look, Donald Trump went up against the beast to drain the swamp, and they will not allow it. So if you think it ends here, you would be wrong. Trump's tax returns must be given to Congress. Tax returns of the former president and related entities must be turned over to the House Ways and Means Committee. And then um, my opinion is they'll subsequently leak it, by the way. The decision is the latest blow to Trump, who has repeatedly lost legal efforts to shield his tax returns and business related documents from various investigations. The ruling by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit was announced a day after the FBI agent searched Trump's residence at his Mar-a-Lago club in Palm Beach. All of this a coincidence? Sorry. The raid is part of an investigation into the removal of sensitive documents from the White House when Trump left office in 2021. Then you've got the claims of uh, criminal investigation into Trump's actions, whatever that means, 
relating to January 6th. You have Trump's documents being handed over. You have his tax returns being handed over. They're going to leak it all. They're going to leak it. They're going to falsely represent what it is. And they're going to make money off of it. So I'll go back. I'll go back to butter emails. They know. They know what Hillary Clinton did was illegal. She's gloating about it. She knows they'll give her money because of it. The, the, the DOJ under Merrick Garland, the Biden administration, has been weaponized. That's clear, crystal clear. And they're gloating about it. The Republicans don't wield power in the same way. Rick Santorum came on Tim Cast IRL and said, no, we can't do this. We have to play by the rules, the rules, no matter how many times they break them. And they claim the Republicans are doing it. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember that, that time the Republicans passed um, a, a bill repealing gun control. Oh, wait, no, I don't. The Republicans are breaking the rules for what? To give nothing to the American, to, to their voter base? Spare me. The Democrats tried to pass abortion up to, up to the point of birth. And they said the Republicans are cheating because they won't let us. Are the Republicans banning abortion? No. Did Donald Trump appoint and they voted in senators? They did. Was it part of the process? It was. Those are the rules. The Democrats don't play by the rules. They haven't been. Russiagate, Ukraine gate, Jesse Smollett, come on. How many times do we need to bring up these stories to point it out? And they know they will be given money for all of it if they just keep doing it. Yeah, I don't know where we go. Hillary Clinton trying to make money off this, unsurprising. Donald Trump, he had a response. Maybe we'll get to that in the next segment where he's basically he's almost he's going to announce 2024. Trump should have announced 2024, 2024 a week ago. I said it. He should have announced before this happened, because then this would have been 10 times worse for the Democrats. It would have it would have just shown the absolute politic uh, weaponization of the DOJ. We know Trump's going to run. We've heard it from all of his people. He's basically said he was going to announce he's running. And then they do this. They know he's going to purge them. He's going to fire them. And they're not going to let it. I'll leave it there. Got a lot more to talk about in this regards. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. over at youtube.com slash Timcast. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.